everyone. This is Tommy, World at War Comics, and we have an amazing interview for you today. But before we get into that, you got to hit that subscribe button and you got to hit that ring bell. That way you are made aware of all the different interviews that are dropping. Um, and also, I want to remind you, we have two amazing companies that are back again this year um, supporting the channel, and that is CN Chili's. The best hot sauce you could buy at C-I-E-N-C-H-I-L-E-S.com. If you use comics at checkout, you're going to save 15% off your entire order. Absolutely incredible hot sauce. And then don't forget about our good friends over at Comic Crusaders, the best in comic book reviews, music reviews, movie reviews. You should be following them on all social media and YouTube. All right, without further ado, I have the most amazing guest. If you are a huge Spawn fan, you already know who this gentleman is. It's none other than the editor-in-chief of Spawn from Image Comics and Todd McFarlane Productions. That is Thomas Healy is joining us today. So excited to talk to him. And to help me with this is my good friend, Ty the Spawn Hunter. You should be following both Thomas Healy and Ty the Spawn Hunter. He goes by Spawn Hunter on all social media. All right, without further ado, here is Thomas, Ty, and I. Thanks, everybody. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to World at War Comics. Today, I have a couple guests with me. I have Ty, the Spawn Hunter, and he's here to help us with our very special guest, Mr. Thomas Healy, the editor-in-chief of Spawn at Image Comics and Todd McFarlane Productions. Mr. Thomas Healy, thank you so much for joining us today, man. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I, I do want to say again, thank you. You you were been a gracious host. I had to cancel the first time. So thank you for putting up with that and, and uh, allowing me to come on another time. It was been great. Ah, of course. I mean, I, I told you before we started, as a Spawn fan, it's more important to have Spawn books out on time than to come on World of War Comics to talk about Spawn. But I'm so uh, grateful that you were able to reschedule. And I think Ty and I both are really happy to have you. Yeah, yes, thanks sir. again. It's good seeing Ty again. I saw him at SpawnCon, a great show. So uh, yes. hopefully hopefully we're going to get a lot more of those. Yes, sir, we will. I hope so, too. Yeah, that's the goal, right, Ty? That's, it would be nice. We're ready, yeah. man. Everybody's excited. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it can only get bigger from here, Thomas. So I think it'll be awesome, man. So I, I thought as we kind of jump in, um, Thomas, man, I, I would love to learn a little bit more about your passion for comic books how you got into comic books and then obviously how that turned into being the, the um, editor in chief at spawn. Um, can you kind of walk us through some of that history? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm old enough that comics were sold at the Seven Eleven on the spinner rack. Yeah. Uh, I, I grew up in New York. Um, so my mother would, would buy them when they were still like, you know, 75 cents. And I, I remember my early stuff that I would read a lot of. I loved Captain America. I read a lot of uh, John Burns, fantastic four. Um, so that era of comics is what kind of got me into reading comics, fell out for a little bit during school years. And then um, when I went to a new school for high school, my first friend there, uh, Billy Petruzowitz, um, was reading an X-Men comic one day. And I was like, hey, man, I haven't read comics in years. Can you catch me up? And this was in the era when the X-Men were in Australia. They'd gone through the Siege Perilous and they're fighting the Reavers. So it was a really dark period. Um, and that that just got me headfirst back into into comic books. Um, and then when 92 came around, you know, that's that's the launch of Image. And I knew Todd McFarlane from the Spider-Man stuff, um, but I wasn't particularly a huge fan of Spider-Man. So I didn't read it, but I knew the guy's art. Um, and then I remember Spawn came out and we looked at it and we went $1.95 for a comic. That's ridiculous. This is ridiculous. But the paper was so nice. 
the art was just so different than anything. And I'll be, and I've told him this, um, at the launch of all of the image comics in that first year, Spawn was absolutely not my favorite. Um, I was a big Wills Protasio fan from his X Factor days. So I was a huge Wetworks fan and a Wildcats fan, first and foremost, 100%. Did you um, tell that to Todd before you were hired or after? No, I waited. Hired? I waited till my first paycheck <laughs> came through. I was like, oh, by the way, Todd, I much preferred Wills Protasio's work to yours. Um, but no, I mean, I still loved Spawn too, because again, that was, that was super gritty. And it was, it was telling stories that, that no other books were telling at the time. Um, so that was kind of how I got in comics. And then I kind of never really, uh, I never really fell out of it. Worked at, a, I worked at several comic book shops in my, in my lifetime. Uh, in fact, my, my last job prior to, to starting at, at McFarland was, I uh, was managing a shop in uh, Phoenix, Arizona called Samurai Comics. Nice, nice. <laughs> and were you searching <laughs> for like an editor type role at the time? Or how did this role kind of um, come about? Um, it's simple witchcraft. Really? No. no. Oh, I was like, I, I was casting. I've seen spells. some of your posts, so I'm like, hey, man, maybe yeah, it was. exactly. No, if only it was. Let's like, go with it, that route. If it only worked that <laughs> hey, well, you had me, man. Hook, line, and sinker, man. If if it only it worked that well, um, no, it it really was. I had I had put out a few uh, small anthologies myself with some local creators and stuff like that, and I just got to know a lot of people in the community, um, people that would come into Arizona and do signings at the shop. So I just got to know a lot of people here and there. And one of my friends was working um, at McFarland and she started just, you know, at the bottom of the rung and worked way up. And she, she was the publishing coordinator, which sounds really, really fancy. Um, but basically it's like the air traffic controller for all of the files. Mm -hmm. So if Brett Booth sends his pencils in, we make sure that the pencil files go to Adelso Corona, the inker, and then the inked files go to the colorist Ivan. And then Ivan's files get go and they get put over here. And then the guys that work in the InDesign file get those and the lettering. So it's basically, it's the file management. It's the, it's the stuff that's non-exciting about the world of comic books. Um, and that's what she was doing. And then she ended up moving and taking over as basically Todd's assistant. Um, and she was the liaison between McFarlane toys and all of the movie stuff and comics. And he, ba he, he basically just said, look, you know what the job is. Just find your own replacement. If you think they're good, I'll trust you. So I was at work one day at Samurai Comics and I got a call. She's like, hey, um, do you want my job? And I was like, what? Yeah, I did. Um, so that week I went in and I met with Todd and I met with uh, the editor at the time, John Goff, and we talked for about three or four hours. And at the end of it, he's like, I'm going to just introduce you around to the people. And he takes me into this woman's office and, and uh, her name was Debbie and she was the CFO. And he sits me down and we chatted for like five or six minutes and he gets up and he just leaves. And Debbie goes, so did you have questions? And I go, no, Todd said he wanted to introduce me to you. And she goes, oh, hold on. And she sticks her head. She goes, Todd, what are we doing with him? She goes, hire him. And she goes, okay, I guess, do you want the job? And I'm like, yeah. And that was literally it. And I know people are going to hate that story because it is. It's It was luck and it was just the people I know. Um, and A, they like that story. You got the thumbs um, up. I got the thumbs up. Um, but I think it was Kurt Busiek years and years ago. He was answering a fan's question about how to break into the industry. And he said, unfortunately, and it, and it is true. Unfortunately, every time somebody figures out how to break into the comic book industry, the industry covers up that hole. So everybody's story on how they got in is, is pretty different. Yeah. Um, so, and, and mine was, mine was pure luck and I felt the need to pay it forward. So 
um, when I got elevated to editor and then eventually editor in chief, I needed a publishing coordinator. So I hired somebody, um, Yvette Artiaga, who's taken the role and just ran with it and is now in charge of all international publishing. And I've, and she used to work with me at Samurai Comics. I've hired her in four different jobs. Every time I move to something else, I'm like, she's coming with me because she, we work so well together. So she came along. And then one of the other staff members from, from Samurai, um, new InDesign and new publishing stuff. So now Ryan Kaiser, he's building the books. Um, so we're just trying to, we, you know, I try to pay it forward. So like, if it's people that I know can do the work and have that passion, because a lot of people could do the work and just want to clock out at five. Um, and, and we've talked a little bit beforehand. Unfortunately, this is not a nine to five job. I could have nothing to do on a Monday afternoon sometimes, but then I could have four hours of work on a Sunday night because we're behind on schedule on a book and publishing is Monday. So um, it, it needs to be done. And I need people that are passionate and want to do cool comics. So, so to break through um, in uh, image with the spawn team, you have to work at Samurai. It sounds like. Yes. Work at Samurai <laughs> comics in Phoenix, Arizona. They have four stores. Watch. Uh, they get like 50 people showing up to try. Oh to yeah. Get I'm going to get, I'm getting a phone call from the owners, Mike and Mariah. They are amazing people. You're like, what are you telling people to do? I'm like, sorry guys. That's awesome. The spawn fans are a passionate bunch. Yes, we are. Yes. Yep. I mean, at Ty, have you had a chance to walk them through your basement? No, we haven't had that. No one has had the full tour tour of the the spawn room yet. And I, I get a lot of requests to do a video of every single thing, but I think I think it would be boring because it would just be like a whole room of spawn stuff. But I do by sections and then we can go from there. But no, uh, we haven't. SpawnCon was so like just so focused and everything else and I even got into a car wreck trying to get to the spawn convention so yeah it was crazy but wow. Thomas said it we're a passionate crowd and I was there and people were like do you need, do you need help are you okay I'm okay what do you need I need a car I need to get to the hotel <laughs> and I got there I was like 45 minutes late but I made it wow that's pretty dedic dedication right there to get in a car accident. Goes along still be with what Thomas said. We're a pretty passionate crowd, and it, and it shows, and yep. Thomas attests to that, that convention was nothing but pure law for the character, mm -hmm. and we were just spawn geeking out the entire weekend. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's incredible. I, I mean, so, Thomas, when it comes to something like that, is that the first time um since like 93 94 that something like a spawn con has been done by fans or have you experienced or heard of something like that before because this is my first time hearing anything like it certainly not recently okay. yeah I, I mean that really was the first of its kind i mean they 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 used to do you know image con there was an image you know convention but one that was purely devoted to a, a character or a book like that is is not particularly typical at least within the comic industry I, I, you know yeah. we're, we're all nerds um i i've gone to when it was still around unfortunately it doesn't exist anymore uh, up until a few years ago but my buddies and i used to go to PowerCon, which is a he-man convention in torrance california um it still exists but now it's just a general toy toy thing but it was it was very hyper focused yeah. for he-man um and then this year we're probably going to head out to pasadena because it's power morphicon which is a power rangers a specific convention um because my, my buddy loves the power rangers i really like the japanese 
stuff more than the American stuff, but it's still enjoyable. Um, but no, there really hasn't been a whole lot of comic conventions that are dealing with one specific property that I'm aware of. So this this really was the first of its kind. And, and the guys who put this together and, and maintain it, I mean, they made us just feel so incredibly welcomed. And then the fans that showed up, I mean, it wasn't, it didn't feel like the regular con where you're sitting at a table and you might be trying to sell something or pitch something and you people just walking by and it's like, okay. Like you get to see that they came in and they just stopped and and every fan went to every table. And who, who are you? What are you doing? Are you just a fan that's doing spawn art? That's still cool. Tell me about your stuff. And like, we just got FaceTime with, with all of the fans and it was absolutely awesome. That's incredible, man. Incredible. And then I get to see, yeah. Yeah. I was sorry. I was saying, Tommy, he should have been there. He missed out on that. I did. I did. missed out on my delicious birthday cake that they got me. No way. That's awesome. Yeah. So good. They got me a birthday. Um, And then I was excited because I got to meet some people face to face that I had not had the opportunity to meet before. So I've worked with with Tom Orzakowski since issue 304. Obviously, this man has lettered every single issue of Spawn. He is he is a legend in the industry. Um, but we've never been face-to-face because he just typically doesn't do a lot of shows. And this year, he, he or this past year, he had done some. So when I heard he was going to SpawnCon, I had to call him up like, Tom, you're going to be there. We're finally going to meet. Um, so it was kind of fun seeing him and then Steve Olaf sitting right next to each other chatting. Um, and I'm friends, really good friends with Brian Haberlin and, and uh, Jonathan Glapian. So it was great to see them as well. That's awesome. That's incredible to bring all these folks together, all like-minded, all passionate about one thing. Yeah. I don't think it happens that often. We have, we have a GI Joe um, con here in Temecula in Southern California, where I live. I live very close. And that's really the only thing that's very dedicated just to one thing, um, GI Joe. But outside of that, this is the first thing I've ever seen. And, you know, I've been going back and forth with Ty for a long time. And um, I was, the amount of work that not just him, but the entire team put in for this. I'm just glad it all worked out the way it did. And um, I'm glad that it's going to happen again, too. I know yeah. that's a, a must. <laughs> We're hoping. And, and, and I know, I know, and I know uh, Mr. Healy knows this, but we we are very blessed and, and grateful that the people behind Todd McFarlane Productions, uh, obviously Todd and everybody involved, allowed us to 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 have the property for this weekend and to to take care of it just for the whole intent to have a spontastic weekend, and and we could have done it out of a someone's garage, and we would have still had our comics and our toys and everything else, and still had a good time. But the fact that TMP allowed us to say, "Okay, guys, uh, do this, take care of it, uh, okay, and go ahead," and we just were like above the clouds and just so happy and we were super motivated to do it um everybody's asking you know when how but um, i leave that to the minds behind tmp to to allow us to have another whack at it maybe on this year and do and have you tommy uh join us too on yeah for sure. spawn one. so yeah. so again thank you mr healy again uh for allowing us to do that oh no worries i mean it, it's when it's all said and done, it's, it's up to that. Da- it's up to daddy. It's up to Todd. So, uh, but yeah, I definitely tried to put in as, as, as many good words uh, that I could. So I'm glad, I'm glad it happened. That's Thank so incredible. Well, well, Thomas, can we go to issue 304? Because if I'm not mistaken, that is the, the first issue where 
you really come forth as the the editor in chief for Spawn. Am I correct in saying that? Not editor in chief. No, that was my that was my very first issue. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Listed in the book, that was when I took over as publishing coordinator. Gotcha. Um, okay. I, I had gotten hired and 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 helped work on 303, but it was at the very tail end of that. So uh, 304 was the first one that I was in that role as uh, publishing coordinator. And I was working alongside uh, John Goff at the time. Uh, John Goff was editor, editor in chief. Um, and we worked really well together. And eventually he took a really awesome job at Bungie, um, kind of overseeing a, a big, big new project for them. Um, and that's when I went to Todd. I was like, hey, I want to be editor. And he goes, well, publishing coordinator sounds cooler. I'm like, it really doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't nobody knows what that is i want to say oh i'm the editor of this book and he goes oh okay whatever you want to do and i go okay cool so publishing coordinator in the credits page it's this little thing at this corner editors typically write over here in bigger words so that's where i'm putting my name right And he goes yes that's where you can put your name i'm like all right so i was excited <laughs> for that um and then um when we started talking about the the spawn universe and the launch of the three new books that's when he said to me, he was like, all right, if you want to be editor in chief, here's the deal. We're going to, we're going to put four books out and three of them are going to be new. He goes, and then there's also the spawn universe. Number one, that was just the one shot. He goes, if, if you can get all four of those books out over the course of the year, cause they were, they were coming out every other month. Um, I'll make you editor in chief. And I was able to do that without there being any delays. There was no pushback on anything. We got all the pages in. Um, and that's how I became editor in chief. And I was like, well, I'm going to need to hire some more people if we're going to, if we're going to do more stuff, but and, and that's where, oh, sorry, go ahead, Ty, please. Oh, I was just going to say what an incredible time yeah. uh, for Mr. Healy to, to be part of that role switch because spawn was getting that, that, you know, that hyperdrive because now everybody's like spawn universe and then this and then that and new titles. And then, it was one of those event times that it was just memorable and it still is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on. it was, that was a crazy time. So we, you know, we were, we had one book, John, John had left at that point. And then there was probably about another seven or eight months where it was just a solo book. And then COVID hit and, you know, that, that changed everything. And the office shut down and everybody was working from home. Um, and then Todd and I were going to the office every once in a while, just, you know, to have, to chat, to meet, to talk. And, I mean, I, I specifically remember we were sitting across, there's a big conference room table, it's big granite table, and he's all the way at one end and I'm at one end. We've got masks on and there's hand sanitizer all over the place. And at that point, a lot of the companies they were talking about, should they shut down? Because, you know, lockdown was happening across the country. So shops were cutting, were shutting down. And I think, I think Marvel actually shut down for a bit and stopped publishing. They, you know, they did pencils down um, and image was talking with some other companies, DC and stuff. And we decided not to, because there were a lot of retailers that are going, yeah, I still need to make money so I can do mail order. I can do curbside pickup. You know, I'm just not letting people in my store, but we still need to sell stuff. And Todd's opinion was, well, if they want to sell stuff, we'll give them stuff to sell because you know we need to support small businesses. Um, so we're sitting there middle of COVID. Some companies were, were not even producing anything else. And then we were like, what if we expand? What if we give them more? What, and and that's kind of how that started. So we sat over the course of probably two or three weeks with some of those big giant like whiteboard tear off pages. And we just started writing out ideas and characters that we'd want to see more of um, this, this one or what's the backstory type of what about this character? 
and we just and new characters that we had come up with and over the course of about six or seven months we came up with the idea of the three new books um and so i i was given the task of now we got to figure out who's going to be working on them and and finding artists and finding writers and and putting everything together and hopefully getting people excited about it and that's how that that's how that launch came about as a fan uh, and being a spawn fan that is uh having spawn and that outlet to skate from the times that we were living in during that time with covid to i found it necessary because it was the only place the only world where i could go to and still connect with my friends, whether online and everything, and still talk about Spawn and get excited about Spawn. And I'll never forget that the Mortal Kombat figures, the Spawn, because you guys know me as a Spawn figure collector as well, the Spawn Mortal Kombat figure would come out and I'm driving around, like GameStop is not opening doors and they had one figure and they were like sticking their hand out of the door, like, here yeah. you go. I'm like, yes, I found yeah. it. And it was just that scape, much needed scape. And thank you because you guys kept us at home but excited for the stuff coming out and and it kept us kind of a little bit in check uh yeah what during that time and and that was the goal was was to again maintain the excitement they had right before i had started they had hit 300 the guinness book of world records for 301 um and it was kind of like well, what's the next chapter so after like i said after my me being there for about a year and a half it was like well let's let's expand what what other what other stories can we tell and that's what that came and then a few years later now we're we're, we're working on like 15 books and three three hundred and fifty is out i mean i again i started i was there when 303 went to press yeah. and now 350 is out i'm like that that was a blink of an eye well it, it does not out like yet but there. it's getting there it'll be out this it'll be uh heading to the printer in 12 days that's crazy, well, man. Twelve days, yeah. This is this... crazy. Oh, go ahead, Ty, please. Yeah. No, no, it's exciting. All these event issues. I know. Uh, okay, as a fan, uh, they're great. It's almost like to me, it's like that big movie premiere that you're looking forward to. To me, that's how I look these event yeah. issues. You talk about fifty. You talk about hundred, two hundred, three hundred, three fifty. It's like it's so exciting, like to me. So, looking forward Good. to it. I, I need you. I need you to proselytize then, because that's what is exciting about this. So when 300 was coming out, and Ty, you probably know this, and and Tommy, you probably know, they did 296 and 297, which were these like recap issues of like here's the history of Spawn in two issues. Jason Chun Alexander did these beautiful paintings of of that. So it was a great way to go. Hey, this is a good place to start and jump on. And obviously, Spawn's mm -hmm. Universe Number One caught people up. Three fifty is going to be another one of those things. So if you've got people watching this interview, Tommy, and hopefully there are that are not necessarily Spawn fans, I get what we're saying is it's three hundred fifty issues and it could be daunting. But let's be honest. If somebody goes, you know what? I saw that Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland. I'm into I'm into Spider-Man. You don't go to the comic shop and be like, oh, you don't have Spider-Man one. Well, then I'm just not going to read it. You got to treat Spawn the same way. Yeah. You may not be able to get all 350 issues because Ty knows some of those are ridiculously priced. Um, but we're, 350 is is going to be a really good launching point because it's answering questions that have been around since issue 100. Malbolgia was killed the throne of hell was empty and it has been empty this entire time. And in 350, finally someone new sits on the throne. Now, who is it going to be? I'm not going to tell you. You'll have to buy the issue. Yep. But 
350 is going to lead into what the other three books and spawn. So the, the four core books are going to be doing for like the next year. So it is a great jumping on point. So if you can enjoy 350, you see that handoff of art between Carlo Barbary and the amazing Brett Booth. I'm very excited for Carlo to be taking over Gunslinger because when we brought Gunslinger back, he showed up in Spawn and Carlo was the guy that kind of started drawing him again. And I absolutely love the way he draws the Gunslinger Spawn. So Carlo on Gunslinger, I think, is an absolute perfect match. Brett Booth doing Spawn for the first time is absolutely beautiful. I can tell you that much. Um, but this is a good jumping on point for all of the readers of, of the Spawn world, or if you're interested in Spawn, because 351 and then all of the all of the books that come out that same month, so King, Spawn, Gunslinger, and Scorch, that is all going to be the start of something fresh and new for all, th all three of those new books. And And... Spawn still, you know, he, he's an awesome character, right? He doesn't have the legacy that somebody from the 60s like Spider-Man and all those core characters have. But there's buzz. People are talking about Spawn. I mean, there's always all this exciting, but they don't know, okay, who's Spawn? What do I do? How do I start? And I take these books every time at these event issues, and I can gladly, and thank you, Todd, for making it $4.99, and I can buy like 10 copies of this book and my kids want one, boom, here you go. My buddies, boom, here you go. And they're like, wait, you're giving me this book? It's 350, it's a key issue. I'm like, yes, that's for you. Awesome. So it, it kind of creates that conversation with people that know who Spawn is, but want to know more about it. And it's mm -hmm. great to, to give this out and, and people get excited about it. So thank you. Yeah, so, so buy it, buy it. And then for the rest of the year, we've got new stuff coming out almost every month starting in March. And that's the other thing. So, yeah. and I, and I mentioned this at SpawnCon cause it was kind of like, right. It was right after New York comic-con. So a lot of people were still like the, the news was still buzzing about a lot of the new titles. Um, and I know Erica was on here recently, Erica Schultz talking about rat city. So uh, she's incredible to work with. Um, but what I like to talk to people about when we're talking about the new spawn titles, or I should say the spawn universe titles is, you know, we went from one to four and then we're going four, to almost 15. And I know people go, well, I'm not going to buy 15 books. We don't expect you to buy 15 books. We hope that you're going to buy the, the four core spawn books for $2.99 a month, because those are going to have the most cohesive continuing story that they're all affecting each other. But what we wanted to do with all of these new books is go, Hey, Ty might have a friend that, you know, he's tried Spawn and goes, yeah, I'm just not into the horror stuff. It's just not my thing. He's kind of mantra. I like more classic superhero stuff. Cool. Try Focus. It's in the Spawn universe. You may hear a mention of Spawn, but that's a straight up superhero book. That's a speedster superhero book. Or maybe they like sci-fi. Try Rat City. Or they want a Western. Try Deadly Tales. Because... Al doesn't show up in all these books. It's just set in the same universe, much like Batman doesn't necessarily show up in every DC book or the flash or captain America in every Marvel book. That's what we're looking to do. We're just looking to expand our universe to say we can offer other things outside of Al Simmons in your life. It's the same universe. So there might be a, a little tip of the hat or a nod or, you know, there's a spawn action figure or the spawn showing up on the news in the background of a scene. But for the most part, we're just trying to offer other types of books for other readers that may not find spawn 
the most appealing. And so with our slate coming out with Sam and Twitch and Rat City and Deadly Tales and Focus and Spawn Kills Every Spawn and Dark Ages, these are going to hopefully be those books that other people that are not necessarily Spawn fans could go, okay, that's pretty cool. I've read other things. I love Conan, Dark Ages. Oh, Red Sonia from Dynamite. Yeah, I'll read Dark Ages. That's going to, Liam Sharp's art in that is phenomenal. Read Rat City. Are you a fan of Fifth Element? You like Altered Carbon? Did, did you like Blade Runner 2049? Read that. Read Rat City. You're going to dig that. Have you been playing Cyberpunk? Then definitely read Rat City. Um, so that's what we're looking to do with this expansion. It's not to inundate all of the Spawn fans into buying 15 books a month. Not, a, not, not what our goal is at all. It's to hopefully bring in some new fans just to our universe and to read the art, read the words and see the art of people that we wanted to work with. Wow. Now, now Thomas, when it comes to finding writers and artists for all these new titles, what does that process look like and how far in advance did you already start kind of looking for that talent, knowing that all these new titles were going to come out? Um, there, there is no set process for that. It is, okay. it is a, it is chaos. Uh, it is absolute chaos for both writers and artists. Yeah. Um, I get about 150 emails a day. Um, some of them are important that I need. A lot of them are, I can get to this later. And then some of them are, somebody got my email, it was passed around. And now here's an agent or an artist that's sending me portfolios to review, stuff like that. And I still try to get through everybody's stuff because you never know who you're going to find. I have found some of my favorite new and upcoming artists doing exactly that. Mm -hmm. um, we've also found several of our artists literally just going through Instagram and doing hashtag comic art and just going, and then Todd sitting in my office on his phone going, what do you think of this guy? I'm like, oh, that's amazing. And that's how we found Kevin Keene. Go, what about this guy? Oh, yeah, I've heard about him. That's Steven Segovia. Yeah, let's get him on a book. Literally how that happened. Wow. Um, so that process is very organic depending on what it is. So a lot of times a writer will come with a pitch first. Um, there have been writers that we've just reached out to that just, and it's like, what do you want to do? Do you want to write anything? One of those, and I love telling the story, is Jimmy Palmiotti. Um, I am a huge fan of Jimmy. I've been oh, a yeah. fan of Jimmy Incredible. since I've been reading comics. Yeah. And I had the opportunity to run into him at New York Comic Con a few years ago. And uh, I said, hey, Jimmy, you know, I gave him my card. You know, I'm editor-in-chief of, of Spawn. I would I would love to to hear if you have any ideas. I, I know Todd would love to work with you. And he's like, oh, I've, I've, I've always wanted to work with Todd. I, I would love to do something. I'm like, well, hey, we're thinking about doing Sam and Twitch. And I absolutely love your crime stuff. So if you want to pitch a salmon Twitch story or even just a series, please reach out to me. And he, and we stayed in touch. Eventually we got on a phone call with Todd and he was like, yeah. And Todd's like, so you want to do salmon Twitch? He's like, yeah, the crime stuff's okay, but man, I love Westerns. And now I know Jimmy Palmiotti and Jonah Hex. I know he's done like 125 consecutive issues of that. Arguably the greatest Western writer in modern comics. I didn't want to pigeonhole him. I didn't know that he loved writing Westerns. Yeah. So he's like, I'd much rather write a Western. And Todd's like, oh, well, do you, do you, would you want to just take over writing Gunslinger Spawn? He goes, well, is it set in the Old West? Todd's like, well, no, it's set in the modern day. And he's like, no. And then Todd goes, do you want us to just make a Gunslinger Spawn set in the Old West series for you? And he's like, would you? He's like, do you want to write one? He's like, yeah. He's like, then yeah, we are. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just, we'll just make this one. And this is 
before he gets to the present day. So you get his entire history to write up until before he gets pulled into the future. There you go. And that's literally how that came about over one conversation, one phone call. And then it was finding the right artist for it. And I, again, I, I keep samples. I print out, I, I showed you my folder before I've just got sample pages of, of artists and stuff that I'm just constantly saving stuff. And then if I have a moment and Todd and I are sitting in my office, I pull the folder out, like, how about this guy for covers? How about this colorist? Look at this lettering. This is really cool. Um, how about th this guy's doing interiors on, on judge dread. He's never worked in American comics. What do we think? Uh, and that's kind of how it came about. We ended up stumbling upon uh, Patrick Reynolds, who I knew through Bloodstained Teeth, because mm -hmm. it was a book that I was a fan of. Um, so we looked at that and Jimmy was like, that's it. That's that's the grit. That's the grit I want. There was another artist attached to it before that who, who will remain nameless. Mm -hmm. uh, it just didn't work out. Yeah. So when we saw when we saw Patrick's stuff. And then Patrick didn't know what he was, what we were talking about. And so we just got on a call with him and he's and Todd's like, you know, would be interested in doing some spawn stuff. It could be, you know, maybe if you only got six issues in you and you want to move around or do you have creator own stuff or do you want to do something long? He's like, yeah, I'd love to get on like a long-term thing. He's like, you know what I've always wanted to do? I've always wanted to do a Western. I've never done a Western before. And we're like, and like run a zoom like this. So it's like me, like, I'd like to think that Todd and I were looking at each other's panel on the zoom call. Cause we're both giving that nod like, I think we might have something for you, yeah. Patrick Reynolds. Uh, and then it worked out perfectly. He did the first page and Jimmy was like, that's it. Yeah. That's our guy. That's our guy. This is what we needed. Um, so it's just like this gritty, we've been describing it as bone tomahawk meets 310 to Yuma. It's just <laughs> gritty Western hardcore violence. Love it. Is it a hell spawn? Yes. Does Al show up in it? No. Does Is Violator and Clown in it? No. It's just the Western tale. And it's, and it's great. And it's beautiful. Um, so that'll be coming out later this year. And that's one of the books I'm incredibly excited about. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. So I, I love, love it. Yeah. So that's that's how it is. Um, and then as far as writers go, sometimes we'll get pitches from mm -hmm. writers and I have to go back and be like, oh, you know, we, we already got something so similar in the works. Can you work on something else? Um, and that's how a couple of the projects which have not been announced yet have come back with, with some fairly big name creators that it just came... They knew, they knew I was looking for stuff. I guess, you know, people talk to people. Yeah. Jimmy talks to people and, and Erica talks to people and they go, can I share your email address? And I'll, yeah, yeah give, give it out. Give it to so-and-so. And and we'll get pitches and I'll be like, this this isn't going to work, but I still want you. Yeah. So let's let's figure out what will work. Um, and that's kind of how the writing goes. Um, or we just have an idea. And it's like, hey, we want to do this. Um, and that's kind of how um, Spawn Kills Every Spawn uh, came out you know we Todd did two earlier versions of that and this is not a can it's it's a continuation in title but it's not the same character it's going to be a, it's it's a new chibi spawn character that we were we wanted to those were very fun and written quickly and tongue-in-cheek and and they were they were good for what they were this we, we wanted something a little bit more meaty and a little bit more with legs to it um so he had the idea of doing this and about four or five pages and he's like i just we just don't i don't have the time to do this we should find a writer because i don't want to lose this idea and we have this amazing artist uh rob sketchcraft duenas who is doing the art on this and it's absolutely incredible uh robert nugent is doing colors and um i was like well how about how about, how about john layman 
he's like, John Lehman, I know that. I'm like, yeah, chew. Like one of Image's biggest books. Like it's, it's ridiculous. It's funny. Yeah. It's way out there. Like uh, he's an incredible writer and, and he's done DC and Marvel and he's written Batman and he's done Suicide Squad and stuff like that. But he, he writes weird and wacky. And I think he would be a good fit. He goes, well, let's get him on a zoom. I go, he lives 10 minutes from here. We can call him and he'll be here for lunch. Um, and I've known John for years. So, so we called John and, and we, that was an idea we literally pitched to John. Like, do you, here's the art. Here's the first three pages. Do you want to just take this story? And man, he just grabbed the bull by the horns and made that his own. And this is, this is like, if you're fans of like Invader Zim or Johnny, the homicidal maniac, that, that weird, crazy stuff. Uh, this is just super fun. Uh, and this is going to be a great book. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll probably see this character continue on. Wow. And so that's, that's kind of how that came up. We literally pitched that to the writer who said, okay. And then because John's a great friend uh, of us and an incredible writer, um, he ended up taking over and is now the writer for Scorched as well. Cause he's like, Hey, I've got some ideas and I like doing team books. I did suicide squad for a long time. I, I like, books like that where it's like a group of different characters so um his stuff that we've got planned for scorched is absolutely phenomenal nice nice i mean that's absolutely incredible tom i don't know how um can you kind of talk about the size of the team because how are you going to manage 15 <laughs> different titles and tom can't be doing the lettering on everything right no no tom tom <laughs> is not doing the lettering on anything but tom gets tom has earned first dibs Yes. So he gets shot. Sure. He gets to call shot. He's a legend, any, right? He's on a legend. any book he wants. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he is a legend. Um, the team is tiny uh, and, and the team needs to be bigger uh, very, very soon. So uh, not counting Todd, uh, there is five of us in TMP that work on the books. That's it. It's myself and Yvette Artiaga, who's the publishing coordinator. Uh, and then we have two gentlemen that are basically, they do the book building. They work with the InDesign files. Um, they'll help design the logos. Um, they dress the covers and such like that. Um, uh, that's Ryan Kaiser and uh, Xavier Kennedy. So you'll see their names. And we have one intern, Amani Davis. Uh, so that's literally it. You think TMP is this massive company uh, because we've got all these books. No, we're just crazy. Um, and we didn't think it through before we decided to launch all, more of the, more of these titles. So yes, we're, we're probably going to have to staff up a little bit. Um, but, uh, that's, that's it. And then yes, we, there's all the creative teams. Certainly they, they get a lot of credit too. So we work with, uh, Tom Orzakowski is currently lettering spawn and gunslinger. Uh, he will absolutely be lettering deadly tales of the gunslinger because he loves Western books. So he, when the, the day that was announced before I even got back from San Diego Comic-Con, I had an email from him going, I just saw on the, on the internet that you're doing a Western book. I'd like to throw my hat into the ring for that. If you'd have me. And I go, Tom, you just tell me what you want to work on. We're going to yeah. give it to you. Exactly. I mean, you did, he designed the spawn logo. I mean, and that was really? when everything was by hand. I've seen some of the early spawn pages where they would send the physical pages to him. And that was all lettered by hand. That's crazy. On there. It's ama It's absolutely amazing what he does. Um, and then we work with uh, Darren Bennett and uh, And World Design. And he's got a team of really, really talented letters. And they currently do uh, Scorched and Gunslinger. Mm -hmm. um, so as we expand... Tom will get a couple more books and we'll probably send the the majority, the lion's share of the rest to, to Darren's team uh, for lettering. 
Um, and then, you know, colorists and stuff are important too. So we're, we're upping our roster of colorists. So the going back to the the contest that we were talking about earlier about uh, the Spanuary contest, uh, I mean, it's, it is, it's, it's a little bit more than, at least for me, for Todd, he's looking for some cool covers that fans can produce that we're going to put on some books later this year. Mm -hmm. I'm being selfish about it because I'm also looking for, okay, that's a cool cover artist and maybe Todd didn't pick him for that because this piece wasn't the piece we were looking for but this is definitely someone we're going to have some conversations with and maybe give some direction and then there's a lot of people like oh I did this but so and so inked it cool I can use some inkers too that I like that same thing with colorists mm -hmm. so I'm being a little bit more sneaky and looking at the whole package for some of these people because I know a lot of people are doing some collaborations mm -hmm. where they're so-and-so is penciling and inking and then this person's going to color it and so um i'm looking for for just skilled talent that we could reach out to and be like hey i've got covers that need coloring or are you an interior colorist because a lot of people have different skill sets yeah. i've had several colors that are like yeah i just like doing colors covers because i can spend way more time mm -hmm. whereas a a normal color should be able to do like a page or two a day of interiors um just like some artists they just prefer to do covers and they don't want to deal with the grind of interiors so um it kind of helps me so they can do that. And I can kind of just like look at all of the things. Oh, give me that one. I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to this guy or this gal. So yeah. that's incredible, man. Incredible. Yeah. This, uh, this Bonieri contest uh, month has been insane. The stuff I see on Instagram because I yeah. call the hashtag. I'm just, it's like mind blowing yeah. art. I'm just yeah. like, I want that. I want that. I want that. I want that. I'm like, yeah like and crazy. it's it's cool it's cool because we have a lot of the usual suspects that are just producing you know chef's kiss stuff you know some of uh, some of our friends ty jeff monk always gonna always gonna shout out jeff monk jordan noir uh has been producing some stuff and then there's some artists that i follow uh, dj space invader yeah. uh has been doing some really amazing stuff for that uh, I, I can't name them all. I, I'm sorry if I if I'm not going to name you guys, but yeah. And then there's there's people that you look back through their feed and you're like, wow, you've never done a spawn piece before. Like you've done nothing but X Men and Wolverine and stuff. This is cool to see you doing that. Right on. We may not have thought to look at your your portfolio, but now we are because you're doing this. So I think that a lot of people that are doing this and taking the effort to put out quality work, while they may not be one of the four chosen are definitely getting exposed to the right people that this could still be a, a nice feather in their cap for their career. Um, because there's certainly people that I know when this is all said and done, I'm going to be reaching out to regardless of if they're winners or not, mm -hmm. um, that there are people that I'm, you know, I'm keeping a list of like, Oh, I need to talk to her. I need to talk to him. Um, because maybe that piece wasn't perfect but I know that I can see the skills. I can see the talent right there. And that's something I want. Like, man, they'd kill it. Like they're doing spawn, but man, she would kill it on a salmon Twitch cover. Yeah. Like, you know, that's just, that's a, that's a skill set. You know, some people are really good at the outrageous monster spawn with the Cape and everything. And so, and then some people are really good with people and, you mm -hmm. know, I, there's not yeah. as many monsters in Sam and Twitch. I need somebody that could draw like good gritty faces mm -hmm. and, and emotive characters. And so I'm, I, that's the stuff I'm looking for during Spawnuary is don't do I that for so... the thing because we want spawn covers. I know that's what Todd's looking for. I'm saying, I'm also looking at your other stuff. 
I saw a piece and I can't think of the name right now, but it was just a man kneeling down on the ground and the cape, the red cape is just people. That is, yeah, that, that is a DJ space invader. It was insane. Yes. I looked at that piece and yes, I can see the Sponesque on it, but I was seeing something that I could see at an art gallery and, just see that such a profound piece that's the one yeah yeah Yeah. insane uh follow that guy it's dj space invader underscore art uh incredibly good incredibly good artist i was following him long before uh he was posting any spawn art uh and and again that's just just again odd odd different but beautiful style um and i've been talking to him uh, a bunch recently about some stuff so yeah, he's he's that was that was an exciting piece. I was looking at that piece just because I, I really felt like I was looking at a at a work of art where I'm I'm connecting with whatever's going on on this piece because I see whatever's going on with this person kneeling down, the reflection on the face, and then the souls that are coming back from it and, and that that red from the blood. And now it becomes an art conversation piece. And that's where what Mr. Healy was saying is. It's taking it beyond the comic, beyond the panel. And yeah. now it's taking you time to reflect and look back. And I'm like, man, I, I felt like this guy before, you know, and like, what's going on here? And wow. I mean, everything that everybody's taking a take on this art is just incredible. Yeah. And so my my whole job is is to proselytize Spawn. And so instead of being editor-in-chief, I want to be the, the Spawn Pope. Maybe that should be my job. <laughs> I want to be. I want to be the spawn pope. Uh, so I want. I want to see a business ex- card too of that. That would be amazing. <laughs> spawn pope. Um, but but like you're saying, I want people to be excited when when we did last year. We did, uh, and this is going to tie into what you're saying. Uh, we did the artist spotlight for all these covers. So it was all four cover A's for every single month. We're the same artist. Um, and when I pitched that idea to Todd, he was like, "That's really cool. Like I could probably get Greg to do one, and and, and we can do, uh, you know." Uh, J. Scott Campbell will probably do some and we can get, and I'm like, don't get me wrong. I mean, Greg is arguably the best spawn artist of all time. Even Todd will say that. Yeah. Um, And, and J. Scott Campbell, incredible. You know, she designed, she spawn designed, she spawns new look. Um, But they've done a ton of covers. So my idea for that was like, I want to get people that are not known for their spawn work. So that's why like, like David Mack, and, and Mark Brooks and Simone Bianchi. Like these were people that I was like, they don't do it. J.H. Williams, the third, like these are, these are not people that are known for spawn covers. So what I like to think is I'm Todd and I both love art. I mean, I've got a lot of original art. I, I love collecting comic art, but we both have different opinions on style. And that's what I think is beneficial because I don't just go, he just, he, Tommy, he'll look, this, look at this Thomas. And I go, eh. I'm not feeling that. Like I get it. It's good. It it looks like solid 90s style art, but it's we've seen it before. And I'm trying to get more cover artists that are not typical mm-hmm. that can do something like that piece that you're talking about, where it's like, okay, that doesn't look like spawn on a rooftop in the darkness holding his cape with the big boot. It's something different. And we've gotten guys um like Kevin Keene, who I'm a big fan of. Uh, the, the covers that Tauntaun Revolver did. I think Bjorn Behrens does amazing stuff. Um, Donna Gio has been doing some of my favorite covers recently. And I'll tell you right now, 
you know, we, we all know Salmon Twitch is going to be launching very soon in March. Um, and I'll give a shout out to an artist who is probably fairly well known to the Spawn community because he's very vocal about it. Uh, Merkel Kolak. He just turned in a series of three Salmon Twitch covers that blew me away. Like we've seen his art before. He, he's done he's done interiors and a ton of books uh, and he's done a ton of covers for us. And I showed him the, the final colored versions and I showed those to Todd and even Todd went, those are spectacular. He goes, those would be art prints without a logo, with nothing saying spawn. They're just beautiful. So we are trying, we are looking to do that. We don't just want standard. Yes, we always want a cool spawn cover, but we're looking for different stuff too. And I think we can start exploring it with the amount of new projects that we have. We can start taking some chances on that. Um, the thing that got me excited the most for spawn in like modern times was I was working at the shop and uh, Jason Sean Alexander took over as the spawn artist. And I went, Whoa, this is so different. Like this is, he paints all this stuff and, and like spawn, like he's all spindly and he's a monstrous and the proportions are all weird. And you could tell those were painted pages. And that's what, I mean, I would, I'll be honest. I was not reading spawn. Yeah prior to that in, in, in many, many years. Um, but when I saw his art, like it was so different. A lot of the, the classic spawn, spawn art that people know and love is that really clean, crisp Todd, uh, Angel Medina, Greg Capullo style. And then you've got people that do do stuff like hell spawn from Ashley Wood and Ben Templesmith that to me, that's like, Oh, that's cool. And then some of the, the salmon Twitch stuff, uh, that Shimon did, Shimon Kodransky. Uh, and then when JSA started over, I'm like, man, that's that's different. Like, that's going to get me to read Spawn again um, because it's just not a guy, doesn't look like a superhero anymore. So hopefully, um, because Todd and I have sometimes differing opinions, that we're going to be able to bring some, some of my favorite uh, covers, if you remember some of the artists that we did, Chris Stevens did a series of four covers. And man, they looked like 60s heavy metal, like psychedelic rock band gig posters. Uh, the colors were vibrant and beautiful, but yeah, he was one of my favorite artists that did that. Uh, I liked Fede Mele quite a bit. Uh, his stuff is really scratchy. He's a European artist, but hopefully um, if you are just a fan of the art, like we can bring, like Ty said, like he saw that piece and was like, man, this belongs in a museum. And I hope that we can start elevating the art of comics. And I say that in general, not just the, the interior, but the books, the writing, everything. Hopefully we can start doing that because it, it's a medium that doesn't always get the recognition that it should as an art form. Yeah, I agree. Tommy, I think your mic is muted. I can't hear you. My comment to that piece, uh, Mr. Healy, was exactly that. I just wrote, this belongs in a museum. Or actually, yeah. I said, this, this belongs in Paris. That's what I wrote on his on that on that piece. And yeah. uh, we've been talking. <laughs> I'm so glad you picked up on it, too, because yeah. that's a piece that's like, it, I don't know, it just flashes me constantly all the time now. Yep. That's awesome. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. I don't know what happened, but... Uh... It must be with a thumbs up thing that keeps happening. But uh, how, how many um, entries do you think you've received so far? Or have you even thought of looking at the number yet? It's got to be, um, my feed is blowing up with it. Yeah. Luckily, I don't have to worry about that. 
Um, <laughs> that's not my job. Uh, unfortunately, Instagram changed some of their their process. So it used to be if you just did a, a, a hashtag search, you would just see you could just click on one of the tabs and it would give you every hashtag, everything that was tagged with that. Uh, they don't do that anymore. It's just popular or recent popular. So um, obviously, everybody's also had to tag uh, McFarland Comics official and Todd McFarland. So um, our our social media director Lauren. Um, has to painstakingly spend all day long looking at everybody that has tagged Todd. And if it's one of those, um, she's been, she's been saving the images and then the usernames in a, in a Dropbox for us all to review. Wow. Um, so it's, it's been, it's, it's a lot. It's in the thousands easily. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're, we're going to, we'll start calling. We'll start calling probably next week um, for like the, the week one stuff mm-hmm. as we start going through it. Now, as a Spawn fan, if you're you're hearing about this, but maybe you're not paying close attention, is there an opportunity maybe in the last two pages over the next couple of months where maybe you'll those who weren't chosen as a cover, you'll be able to kind of share some of the entries that you all received? Oh, yeah, I've totally. Yeah, I, I definitely want to share some stuff and like some like mm-hmm. good nods uh, and, and, you know, runner up type stuff for the spawning ground. Absolutely. Because there's, there's just too much. Yeah, there's I, just too much good stuff. You might not have through. been chosen, but I mean, if you're only choosing four and you've had thousands, yeah. you could have been a close, uh, you know, very high up on that list of an, an artist who could have been chosen. And just to have your art maybe in the back, I think as an artist would be pretty cool. Yeah, uh, even if you weren't on a cover, so that would no, be a hundred percent. Yep. Yeah, that's incredible. And then, um, so we have Salmon Twitch coming in March. How what percent of all of these titles, if you're able to share, Thomas, is going to be an ongoing? And is are there going to be some of them that are going to be like a five or a ten part series? Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's the other thing. Yeah, we, we keep talking 15, but they're not all ongoing series. Um, a, a bunch of these, I would say close to half of them are just mini series. And gotcha. some of them are short, three, three issue, four issue. These are just spotlights on characters that we really felt we wanted to get out. Or it was ones that we just got a really good pitch and somebody was like, look, I got this idea and this is the art. Uh, Sean Lewis, who had written uh, King Spawn and Scorched for for quite some time, uh, is coming back with a monolith miniseries um, from uh, Valerio Giangiordano from Italy that is just, just brutal sci-fi. Oh, it's just so gorgeous. I, I really want to share those pages. We just can't yet, um, but that's coming. So yeah, so some of it is like that. Uh, the the big ongoings that are going to be coming out in in the first half of the year are going to be Rat City, um, Salmon Twitch is going to be an ongoing, um, but that will have rotating creative teams. So basically, the way we wanted to do that is it's not just going to be the same team ongoing. It's going to be hey, the first one is Todd and Shimon Kudransky. Todd had this story, it's eight issue story of the Salmon Twitch case. And they're doing that. In the meantime, there's another arc by another creative team being worked on at the exact same time. That's its own self-contained case. Now, may some of some of the cases, some of the writers may want to reference previous issues, and they're certainly welcome to. But as we're doing Sam and Twitch, we wanted to have these fresh takes. So you're going to see some fairly big names in the comic industry coming on board to even if they only do a three or four issue mini. Um, that'll take place in that Salmon Twitch Case Files book. Um, so it'll just be just these different takes on Salmon Twitch's detectives. Rat City will be ongoing. Deadly Tales of Gunslinger will be ongoing. Wow. Things like Spawn Kills Every Spawn, 
um, the uh, the Monolith miniseries, the Misery miniseries, uh, Medieval Spawn miniseries. Those are all going to be just just partial miniseries. Gotcha. The Violator miniseries that Mark Andreco wrote for us will be six issues. Okay. Um, so so yes, so it is it is it is daunting to hear that we're going. Hey guys, fifteen issues are coming to your comic shop. Um, yeah. That being said, they're not all ongoing. Um, and we're, we want the reason we do that is because we're looking to expand the universe and find the things that are the most interesting to, for the fans. And maybe, maybe the medieval one, maybe people would rather just read him in uh, Scorched. And people are going, you know what I want? I want Soul Crusher. I want a Redeemer. Um, where's our haunt? We've been asking for haunt for 20 years. And yes, we heard you. We know. Um, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We also didn't want to have, hey, it's January. Here's all of the new books. So yeah. we're tri- we're going to trickle them out over the year, so you're not inundated. Some of the some of the mini series will wrap up before the new ongoing starts, so you're not going to be inundated. Your 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 wallet is not going to be crying, um, and hopefully it doesn't cry too much because again we we're, we are keeping most of our books that are going to be the standard format books at two ninety nine. That's incredible. Um, the, like we talked about earlier, the few that are over that are usually the double sized first issues mm-hmm. or or a book. Um, that is just, it's, you know, like the violator book is going to be a larger than typical book. Mm-hmm. So that might be a little bit more, but all of our regular books, $2.99, still with that, that cardstock cover, still with the good paper on the inside for as long as we can do it. It'd be cool to get Robert Kirkman um, to do a haunt mini series. That would be very cool. I mean, that was one of, that was one of the books that even when I wasn't reading Spawn, yeah. that just, that was just too pretty not to pick up i remember that coming out and going man it's it's robert kirkman and todd mcfarland and greg capullo and ryan otley like whoa like the talent on this on this book and it just looks beautiful and to this day um we still use haunt volume two i have a i have a digital version of that saved on my desktop on my computer and i have stacks of the trade in the office and that is still what we use when we get new colorists to come on board because Todd likes real colors in our book. Yes. It's a green laser beam beam coming out of spawn, but he, he wants it to feel like the real world, not these blown out weird purple red skies. He wants, it wants it to feel like that's really New York city. Um, and haunt volume two colored by the amazing F co Placencia um, is, is still like the gold standard. So I will send that to all our new colors. Be like, it doesn't have to match this book, but this is what we say when we say real world colors. Look at that beach. That's a beach you've been to. So that's what we want. And and we use that book. But yeah, Haunt Pont was just it was just a product of its time and it was just it was just a, a perfect a perfect thing. So I'm glad he's still back in our universe and kind of lurking around scorched yeah. for for a while now. And then I think lastly, uh, a manga series with maybe Manga Spawn and uh, Ninja Spawn would be pretty amazing, specifically with how powerful manga has gotten over the last 10 years in the United States. We need something manga related in the Spawn universe. And there's already a couple amazing um, versions of Spawn that would be perfect for that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I agree. I I have had the conversation where I've sat down and be like, wouldn't it be cool if we can get Junji Ito to do something oh. spawn, even if it's just a cover, but like have him just do some weird, weird violator story. Yeah. Um, so yes, I, I agree with you that it, that is something that we're, that we would, we would definitely want to 
look into down the future. Right now, we've got a lot on the plate, yeah. <laughs> but but that has certainly been part of conversations. There's a lot of, I mean, there's a, after 350 issues, there's a lot of characters that deserve uh, the spotlight. Um, and th- we've we've thought about most of them uh, and they're, they're just, there has to be some that come first. Yeah. Uh, and Gunslinger was our first. That was the one that we said, hey, when we were, we were going, let's do Gunslinger. It, it's, it's, he's shown up in two issues. I know 119, he showed up in one panel, but he's really only shown up in two issues. And then we put him out and everybody went, wait, is this the same character? The origin's different. I don't know what this means. It's like, ah, we know we're not, we're not wrong. We didn't retcon anything. You want to see the true, the true origin? Read Deadly Tales of the Gunslinger Spawn. That will explain it all for you. So there's your hint you for guys, me. We're talking comics, we're talking art. And then my mind is going like, I'm going to get an action figure of that guy. I'm going to get an action figure of that guy. I'm going to get an action figure of that. And it's just like, yeah, we got the books. And now here, here's toys, Ty. Here you go. I'm like, that's what my, yeah, <laughs> my mind is already like gearing up for that. Yeah. Yep. I need my Rat City. That's the one I'm really looking for. My Rat oh, City. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Uh, you know, obviously a couple of the pieces have come out that the J. Carlo promo pieces that he did when he was doing the first design that we showed at New York Comic Con. Yeah, that is that is begging for an action figure without it, without a doubt. Uh, That is such a fun, cool design Uh, that and I'll say the other book, which I hadn't had a chance to touch on yet. No home here. Mm. Um, That will be that will be ongoing uh, by Jonathan Galapian and Daniel Enriquez. Yeah. Um, And that is another one where. Uh, they tease a lot, and sometimes I go, guys, don't don't tease so much. Don't don't put that out. Uh, <laughs> but they're like, ah, look what we did, and they was tagging me in it too. It's like, you know, I'm going to see it, Jonathan. Uh, but then he'll send me really good restaurants. And he goes, next time we're in New York, we're going to eat here, and I'll be like, all right, we've made up. <laughs> um, but that's another one. His character designs and Daniel's ideas for this book. I mean, this this is this is going to be such an incredible world to for the fans to to go into now and it is it's part of the spawn universe but it's dealing with areas and a set of characters that we really have not seen before um and and again jonathan's designs i mean these need to be action figures this is this might be the coolest looking book that we've got coming out love it without it without a doubt love it love it ready i'm ready we are so ready man we are so ready i'm already working with my local comic book store on pull list and trying to kind of find dates of when things are coming out to make sure that i have the covers that i want once they're released so uh yeah super excited i mean thomas and uh the rest of the team the the amount of work that all of you have done um specifically over this last i'm sure it's gone over like a year and a half now right i mean you 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 share everything that's happening maybe last year toward the end of the year, but you had to have been thinking about and working on a year and a yeah. half to have all this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, some of these books, some of these books have been in, in process for quite mm-hmm. some time. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, the, as a spawn fan, um, this is like the most exciting time and all of Spawnverse <laughs> to be a Spawn fan, all right? And we we thought that was happening, like you said, Ty, um, during the pandemic when all these other um, titles launched. But when we heard the news, I was trying to write them all down. I was trying to get information out of Erica when I was talking to her. And 
And, uh, you know, more and more information comes out, obviously, when the timing is right. But to have all these amazing titles, it's just such a good time to be a Spawn fan right now. And uh, absolutely incredible. I I'm all in for it. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you very much. Because, uh, again, the, fee the feedback is what is what really kind of helps drive us. You know, it, it, long story short, it's, you know, it's it's guys that are making comics because we want to. And Todd's always going to make comics. He's never going to stop. Spawn's not going to stop until Todd can't make it. If if he's selling three copies a month, I'm sure Todd's still going to be making that issue. Um, but a lot of what we're doing now came out just from us being aware of what the fans were chattering about online, on the Facebook groups, on the Reddit. People would go onto the the, the McFarland Discord and, and talk to him about stuff. And it was just like, okay, so they they want more. And a lot of it comes down to like Marvel's got their universe and it can offer a bunch of different stuff and DC and well, let's just, let's just do it. And we'll see what we'll see. It just, are we anticipating that every single book is going to be a hit like King Spawn or Gunslinger? No, probably not, but it's our first attempt at doing this ever yeah. yet. There's been spinoff books that have run parallel with the Spawn title since the inception, but those were always planned on just being like the side gig or the mini series. And this is the first time Todd's like, let's just let's just do more and i've been i've been in a lot of meetings where we've had the writers and he he does kind of the same thing all the time he goes you know the, the universe the spawn universe is this whole wall and i've i've only written about al simmons and this stuff that's happening here but what's happening over here like they might know who al is but is that a heaven and hell angel demon type scenario who knows and that's that's what we're looking to explore. Wow. And and we've got an incredible cast of of creators that are that are coming for the ride with us. So I'm very excited. It's crazy because back in the 90s, I would buy my spawn comic at the comic book store. And here I am. And the comic book guy would be like, judging me, why are you not buying X-Men or Spider-Man? Why, why are you buying Spawn? And I'm like, and now we're having a Zoom call talking about multiple issues within the spawn universe right and like it's surreal so yes thank you i pinch myself every time in a while like i i'm part of this world somehow as a fan uh, as somebody who puts a or tries to put a convention together with my friends and this is really happening so yeah it is real it is happening and there's so much stuff it's crazy you you are a hundred percent a part of the world and and nobody's ever gonna say todd mcfarlane was was not good with his fans todd's amazing with his fans and sure. that's that's what he is instilled in me ty you ty you are part of the world because without fans like you and jeff and and chet and all of the guys at spawn con and all of the fans on the spawn facebook groups th this would still be a book that sells 15,000 copies a month and you're just going to get spawn. And it's only because fans like you guys that are so passionate and yeah, you, you give, you give me shit on the, on the forum sometimes and you give Todd shit on the forums and you, you don't like this, you don't like that, but that's okay. That's just fandom. That's just fandom. But with, if you guys weren't as passionate as you were, the, the spawn universe wouldn't be where it was. So it is, it's you guys. That's, that's why we're doing this. It's so thank you. Uh, we're here. We're, we're fans. We'll continue to be fans. And, uh, and hey, we're talking about getting together again, do a convention. 
who knows but it's crazy we we live in this world that uh that we can share this and talk and geek out let the time go by and just talk about comics talk about art meeting artists that whose art we think should be in a museum talking about action figures that who would have thought in a million years there'll be a soul crusher figure or or all these things and thank you also because i am i feel part of that in in somehow in some way and and this is good and it's positive and it's brought me such friendships more than anything uh like tommy here we just met through because of spawn and meeting you mr healy because of spawn and and you were witness of me geeking out for that moment when I drove you back to your hotel, to your Airbnb. And I'm like, I'm going to geek out. And you're like, it's okay. Geek out. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and don't, yeah. don't, don't you dare call me Mr. Healy, man. <laughs> you don't have uh, to call me Mr. Healy. Not at all. We shared a car ride. We, we shared tequila shots. <laughs> we don't have to. Yeah. We don't have to do that. We're not. We're not. We'll always, we'll always have SpawnCon. <laughs> we'll, always, we'll always have SpawnCon. Yeah. My wife still wears her Spawn. Like those are like her favorite hiking T-shirts. Are the SpawnCon <laughs> shirts we bought? That's awesome. So, right. well, Thomas, um, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you spending time. I hope we could do this again as more titles come out and more news comes out. Because oh, absolutely, I had a great time. Oh, we'd love to have you back on. Um, Ty and I will be on the next time you're on um, just so we could geek out a little bit more. But um, just as fans, we appreciate you and all the work that you put into the Spawn universe. Um, we really appreciate you coming on to the podcast. And uh, anytime that you want to talk, we're open for you uh, to come back again. But I can't tell you how much I appreciate you spending some time with us. Um, you know, toward the end of the week, I'm sure you got a lot of things going on in your life with 15 titles to manage, but uh, we appreciate you. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me on here. If any, any chance that I get the opportunity to, again, get up on the pulpit yeah. and, uh, and, and proselytize for the, the world of spawn, uh, yeah. I'm going to take that opportunity. So thank you, Ty. It was great seeing you again, my friend. Uh, thank so, you. Thank you. So Tom. thank you very much. And Tommy, thank you for having me. It was a great time. Anytime you want me on or, uh, next next big announcement. Maybe I'll, I'll reach out to you and we'll, we'll set something up. Would love that. Would absolutely love that. Well, thank you again. Have a great rest of the week, both of you, and we will talk soon. Right on. All right, everyone. Bye-bye.